Welcome. I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome. Pull up a seat. Pour yourself a glass of tea. My name is Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. And today's an interesting topic. Um, and it's interesting to the fact that I decided to go a completely different way after an experience. Uh, well, hmm, I don't know if to call it experience or an interaction or maybe a little bit of both. Today's topic is restoration, and the reason why I say a different way is, what do you do when the restoration doesn't come the way you think it's going to come? Most likely when we think of things restoration, we think of things going back to the way they were or being restored to its original um, way, patina, its original look. But what if restoration looks completely different than than it originally was? Or restoration heads down a road that's completely different than you thought. And the reason I bring that up is that sometimes resurrection (laughs) restoration leads to an end. And I, and I leave a dramatic pause there because we don't like hearing about ends. I don't like hearing about ends. And the reason I bring that up is that I've recently become a follower on Facebook of a young a lady by the name of Brooklyn. I don't know her last name. She wasn't my friend originally, but she just happened to come up on my stream through one of my other uh, parliament friends. And her story is that she's dying. Right. She's dying. Parliament Raven, what are you talking about? Well... How does that relate to restoration? Well, her outlook on life is completely different, backwards even, as I read her posts. And finding joy in the process of literally passing on from earth to heaven. And Brooklyn is going through some tremendous things feeding tube in her stomach, um, going off her meds, uh, being put in hospice. This was not her goal. She is young, a young lady. And she, she, her recent post today talked more about expecting to having to cover up the feeding tube scars than having to, <laughs> her original thought was, and now she's just thinking about never having them again uh, on the other side of, of life on the other side of existence. And her outlook on life, it, it, as she goes and describes it, is, is a restorative process in all of its own. As Brooklyn is talking about how grief is good for both people. How she sometimes grieves, for her, not for her predicament, but like for what's going on. And then as she 
she's there watching people grieve for her. And being that I've never been on her side of the fence and I've been on the other side, the person in grief, in grieving for a person, it's pretty mind-shaking concept that Brooklyn, Brooklyn is living a life to the fullest as she can and for the glory of a God we serve. And her points of view and the way she uses scripture is on a completely different level than I can relate to. And it's just as when before I was a father, I couldn't fully relate to aspects or understandings of what it meant to be a parent and how a parent adjusts or a parent feels or emotionally goes through when their child is going through something. Just like Brooklyn, I can't relate to Brooklyn in the sense that I'm not transitioning from this life to the next, but she's doing it in a glorious, worshipful way while still letting you know it's not easy and letting you know that, yeah, she has some complaints, but her perspective is different. And, and she talks about the restoration of her walk with God. And I use the word restoration, and she wouldn't probably use it. I, I've read a lot of her stuff, but not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. To understand that the restoration process that we think about is not always going to look like we think. Right? And part of the reason why I got stuck on on this day is I, I wanted to do something to honor this young lady, but I also felt like it really did tie into this topic. Old and beautiful things. Right? The rest, when we think of restoration, we think of restoring old and beautiful things. And I had a list here, and the list was like uh, houses and cars and toys and trucks. And I just, I'm going to shelve that over here. <laughs> and yes, we do think about restoring such things. But what are the deeper things? The restoration of the soul, the restoration of relationship, the restoration of a family, the restoration of a father-daughter, a, a son and a father, a mom and a, and a daughter. I, the list goes on. The restoration of, of belief in, in the body where we're radically different. Right? A restoration of... Seeking a world and being full of joy and acceptance and letting God sort out the mess. And when it's in-house stuff, we sort it at the mess. But when it's outside the house, we let God sort it out. And we just participate as something different. Right? We restore things. We talked about that when, uh, back when we talked about salt. Family, dreams, goals. Where a kingdom of restoration that restores things in such a radically different way that it draws people, or we should be. And if we're not, are we 
the question then to be is, what are we doing or what am I doing? Because personally, I always look to me first because I want to be the change I want to see. I want to be the kingdom believer. That leads by examples for because how can I say anything unless I'm leading by example, right? I can't tell people to speak out and, and live their dreams if I'm not doing a podcast and speaking out and, and living my dreams, right? Finding doorways to, to reach my goals. I can't, I can, it'd be otherwise empty words. And this, of course, for me is personal because, of course, the restoration of my dreams of, of teaching the word, relating to people, getting out there. And it's totally, completely different than the way I thought I was going to do it. But here we are standing, uh, me on this side of the mic, and you, uh, my parliamentary listener, my parliament listener. And we're talking about a topic that everyone can relate to. So what does God have to say about this? Well, first, we need to look at his character and... Uh, and yes, we talk about things that restore, but th there's usually a topic that goes with them. And the first one I have is in Joel 2, 25. And it's kind of about, it, it's when you lose something, right? Does the Lord restore things that I have lost? You know, my glory days, my honor, my the trust I had with people. Well, he restores he restores things, absolutely. And uh, so Joel 2, 25 is, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. Right? I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. And if you know, if you're uh, a science nerd like I am, you know when a locust swarm comes through... It leaves nothing. So the plague of locusts in Egypt left nothing. And so, and this thing still happens today, and countries have figured ways of, of fighting locusts. They get, I think the last one was like duck or geese. You can look it up. And they use them to fight off a, a wicked swarm of locusts coming. But the Lord restores, right? And we see that in Joel... But even more so, if you look in the story of Job, which is thought to be the first thing ever written down, um, that wasn't just verbally. Uh, if you look at the story of Job, Job, at the end of it all, is restored. Now, his restoration is not the same because he can't get his children back who've died, but he's, he's given more children. And he's given more farm stuff. <laughs> Here are more cattle and, and more land, Job, that, since it's all been taken from you. Here's, here's your wealth back. And it's a restoration, right, to his position, but not everything is restored to the way it was. It's a different kind of restoration, but it's still a blessing, and it still sings to the heart, right? And Brooklyn's looking for the restoration of being whole where she's not having to fight pain and she's not having to fight the disease that's racking her body. And on the other side, she will. And she's, she's definitely hopeful, 
finds hope in that and spreads the hope. Some I've never met somebody who is on their way to the other side who was so full of hope. I mean, my mom, God bless her soul, who's on the other side already, was not this full of hope on her journey. We then have the restoration of health. And God's character has that too. In, in Jeremiah 30, 17, For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to get weird, but I've seen the Lord restore health miraculously. I've seen a leg grow three inches. I've seen somebody who couldn't breathe more than a be able to take a deep breath for the first time in in 20 to 30 years, right? I've seen my wife's feet being, being healed of uh, sunburn and blisters. So I know that our God is still healing today. But I've also seen on the other side, healing of psychological things, brokenness that comes from bad relationships or bad... Uh, experiences, right? Because healing, right? Bringing, restoring health is more than just the body. Some, it's the mind and it's the soul. And we have a God that does that. We have a God who restores joy, right? Which is more prevalent than peace. Or not more prevalent than peace, more prevalent than happiness. Peace is the most prevalent joy is a part of that, but happiness, right? We talk about being happy, but happiness is fleeting while joy joy lasts till the morning. And here's what Psalms 51.12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit, right? So the implication is that he can restore joy and my salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. And then you have Zechariah 19.12. And it's the restoring of things that have been stolen from you. Right? So what is stolen? Not just lost or eaten away, but literally uh, stolen. And that the Lord will give you more like he did Job. So Zechariah 9.12 says, Return to your stronghold, O prisoner of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. So we have this beautiful, continual reminder that the Lord restores joy, peace, hope, lost possessions, lost family members. Right? Salvation. Life. Right, and that, and that, when it comes to remembering the evils that occurred, that either you've done or others, when that restoration comes, his memory of that such things, once justice and charity and love have been meted out, is gone. It's far as the east to the west, right, and they shall never touch. I find that there's this beautiful story of hope 
and love and restoration as not only in the word, but in this young lady's life who's living it each moment, knowing that her her breath might, and we her last breath might be that night. And we kind of think that, we throw that around and playful like that, play with the idea in stories and movies and things, but for for Brooklyn, it's real. And maybe we should take that into consideration as something that we live for real and not be asleep in our faith and our life, but living and restoring and being restored daily and living life and grasping life differently as restorers and and ones who have been restored. Parliament, do it. Go for it. Here's my challenge to you, Parliament. As I speak to you, Live life to the moment, to the fullest. Because we don't know what tomorrow may bring. And restore things where you can restore it. And if it's unrestorable, then give it to the Lord and let him deal with it. Play your part. Well, I hope this reaches you, Parliament. I hope you you get what I'm trying to say. This is a hard topic, but I feel like like it's a good one. So, till next time, reach for the challenge. Embrace the restoration and bring life and love. If you enjoyed the conversation, please hit the like and subscribe button and give us a rating. Also, if you'd like to see what's going on with more of the Parliament, please visit gravitas.org. Also, intro music by Russ Budgen and exit music by Arnav Siravistav. Thanks again.